Hello and welcome to the Race FF podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia. And today, guys, we got a couple of updates on the EG um, in preparation for Buttonwillow um, race with uh, NASA. So we'll be going back out there and um, hopefully a couple more settings uh, that I've been messing around with, uh, with the help of uh, Spencer from uh, NASA Honda Challenge Northeast. Um, and, uh, a little bit of, um, kind of, kind of playing around with settings and seeing what will be working out well with the car and we'll get a chance to, um, do some testing. Car's still overweight. I can't imagine I've done anything to get it lighter than where it was previously. So 28... 2380 is going to be um, where I'm going to be weighing in with the car. And then with Caroline, she's, of course, lighter than I am. So she's at 2330. <laughs> I'm a full 50 pounds heavier than she is. So, yeah. Anyways. So there's that. And for those that don't know, and again, it's not a solicitation for... Uh, happy birthdays, but uh, I do appreciate them when they do come. Um, it was my birthday this uh, past Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, um, April 10th. And my fiancé got me tickets to go see um, the Grand Prix at Long Beach. So, yeah, we'll talk about all these things and um, kind of what to expect for um, the um, race at Button Willow. So starting off with our first thing is what were the changes that I've been doing for the EG and kind of two big things that I was going to be doing is, um, now with the ASR rear sway bar, I am going to be able to kind of copy, uh, the setup from low buck. So obviously I don't have exactly the same stuff that he, he has. Um, so more or less cobbling uh, together, what I'll be running is uh, the 950-pound springs up front, because those are the ones that I have, uh, the 500 pounds in the rear, and the ASR 120-wall um, hollow bar on the rear with... Um, with uh the settings on the softest settings and then we'll play around there and see what what it ends up uh, feeling like and kind of test uh the waters with that and i'm also going to be bringing our uh another set of 225 uh 45 15s so that we can test seeing how the car likes um having a square setup versus the staggered setup of the 205s. So that's that's kind of where um, we're going to be at, and which is going to be kind of interesting because we'll be able to kind of compare how I did um, in my inaugural race versus this race because we will be running a uh, 13 counterclockwise at button willow which is essentially what I ran um well not necessarily the exact same cuz I think uh we did the A section so 
Um, last time at my race, we did a. Oh no! Wait, you know what? No, I take that back. Cause Carlos passed me into the sweeper. Yeah, no, it's a uh, thirteen counterclockwise was what I did out there in my inaugural race, if I remember the correct configuration, which I believe I do. So um, we'll be able to see. Did we go faster? Obviously, temperature and all these things are going to be different, but the main difference is going to be. Now we will have essentially a straight pipe Civic with the um, with no cat, so that'll be a lot of fun, and also the better sized tires. So this will allow me to uh, use a little bit more of the power band that I was uh, kind of struggling with last time. So I'm really excited for that, and a big thing that will probably help me is I spent the money uh, from my tax return and got me comms. So for those of you that know me, um, I am very uh, cost effective. And uh, shout out to Tom Polly. He gave me some radios and a headset. So I got the wiring for the car. Currently still um, trying to figure out um, how I'm going to route everything, but... I think I'm going to use that center console that I have, the little, because um, I have the nice one for the EG where it's got that little, like, cloth top um, for you to raise or rest your elbow. So I'm going to put the radio there so that I can connect it to my, um, what is it, the USB, um, the cigarette lighter to USB power. And have that like fully charging so that I can communicate. And I bought comms for both me and Caroline. So we have comms from uh, Rugged Radios um, with the IMSA style connector on both of our helmets. So we'll both have communication um, availability because the last event, uh, you know, I wasn't able to hear what she was going through. And I mean... Let's be fair, I don't think I could have done anything to help her while we, while she was having some issues with that. So, yeah, there's that. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Having comms is going to be a huge uh, helper because I know that, like, there's been at least two situations where, like, I could have benefited from having comms. Like, at Big Willow, there was an off at turn nine where I think it was Lauren went off onto turn nine and I didn't know where the car was. So I went super slow off on the far left and lost all my speed. However, if I was able to, um, you know, be a little bit more aggressive and find, um, find the, um, correct path through with the help of a spotter i am i may have uh, been able to you know um picked up a place <laughs> for a little bit uh i don't know if i would have been able to hold him off but you know i would i would have given it my best work uh no not not likely like i would uh be able to hold off uh lauren in the old uh Kreider car uh that's kind of a lot to ask for this little single cam at its current state and weight. 
being 180 pounds overweight and no final drive and no LSD. But I'm sure everybody's tired of me repeating the same point. So, yeah. That that would be helpful. And also, like, a safety thing just to know, like, hey, there's something going on here or something else happened. Or if I'm hearing something off, like, she could communicate with other people. But that that's uh that's gonna be the plan um i got i got the radios we tested them out it seems like they'll they'll be working well and um yeah i even got the little fancy bracket and little button uh for the steering wheel so now like i can um steer and um just press the button and communicate with uh Caroline as I'm out there so I'm going to be depending on that to help me out a little bit and give me a better opportunity to um, take advantage of uh, opportunity if they arise we'll have to make sure we know how to communicate with each other and make sure there's no issues of like oh so and so is off on the left it's like my left or your left (laughs) we'll have to figure out to talk about Inside of the corner, outside of the corner, stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, so, I'm really excited about that. Uh, next is um, the settings. So, originally I had, I think it was the 600-pound springs up in front and the 950s in the back. So, I swapped them out. But I have been running issues with trying to get more negative camber out of the rear. And part of uh, Lobuck's settings that he was recommending me to run was depending on, or was really, um, really needed uh, me to run uh, negative three degrees of camber in the rear. I have the SPC uh, camber arms, and I think with the current ride height that I'm uh, at in the rear, I'm just not able to get as much. And mind you, this is an old car, so it's not like a dig at the manufacturer like you know this is an old car it's it's clean title ish <laughs> it's got a big old ding and doors and whatever so i don't know how how beat up or how not straight or not what i'm trying to say is there's a lot of variability <laughs> into what this car um is actually at but i was really excited as i'm looking at my white erase board right now on the rear i was able to get it and this is of course max close i mean after talking to lobuck i think we we talked that we could take the inner sleeve and cut it and get a little bit more camber out of it so i might end up doing that just to get a little bit more um but he really recommended to get uh minus three degrees in the rear um to kind of help uh situate the car i'm going to be doing a little bit more fine-tuning because I wanted to make sure I get the alignment in terms of, like, the right height first and then um, zero out my toe and then mess or mess with my camber, then do toe. That's the order of operations that I've been doing. And mind you, I'm doing all this myself, so I'm kind of, like, figuring things out as I'm going through. Um, but I've been very happy with the results of my... DIY alignment so far let me see as I'm looking at my rear where am I where am I um I think in the rear 
I had a total of one millimeter off. Yeah. So what I was doing is I was doing the string alignment method um, on the driver's side and then measuring uh, center bore to center bore um, from the uh, axle and the and the rear hub to make sure that I had a complete zero point and then um, left the car kind of straight um, and measured the distance with a digital caliper from the front of the wheel versus the rear of the wheel. And um, at the front, I mean, I got 19.2 millimeters and 19.2 millimeters on the front and rear. So that's, you know, perfectly straight. I like running no toe, at least for my level. And I'll, I'll fall back on the crutch of saying like trying to keep the car uh, predictable for Caroline, which in reality, I just want it predictable for me and neutral. And that's why I'm going with um, Spencer Anderson, Lobuck's um, uh, alignment settings, because um, he and I share um, our love for neutral handling vehicles. So that's what I got on the front. Um, and on the rear, had a little bit more uh, toe in. But again, by a little bit more, I'm talking about my difference between the front and the rear was like, uh, the front, I was at 19.3 millimeters, and the rear of the tire was at 20.6 millimeters. So just about like a millimeter, 0.3, if you will. So I don't think a millimeter <laughs> front and rear, uh, I, I think... I think that that's something I can live with. And then when I did the toe plates to see like what the passenger side was, I was pretty much square. Like the difference was like, ah, I don't know. I think, I, what, what do I have here? I, yeah, I think the difference wasn't really significant at all. I think it was like 132nd off um, on the rear. And that was pretty much it. I mean, my garage is probably not that level, so the, what I'm saying is it, it's going to go straight. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, so we have cars set up pretty well. In the rear, I was able to get with a better ride height because I was also, like, you know, um, looking up a home development's ride height um, adjustment and also getting some help from a uh, low buck to figure out that I wanted to have the front lower control arms uh, kind of level to double check to make sure that uh, my right height is uh, appropriate. Um, or at least I'm not messing it up too bad. So with that said, um, how much negative camber did I actually get in the rear? Um, Looking at my measurements on my right rear, I got two minus 2.45 on the rear. And on the, that's on the driver's side rear, passenger side rear, I got 2.7, which will actually be kind of good because having more negative camber on the right rear, since we're running counterclockwise, 
is going to be helpful for the sweeper situation or not well not just sweeper but also riverside so riverside sweeper um yeah those two are very high speed corners and then the section from uh the bus stop uh heading into uh cotton corners there's a section where you can stay flat out and oof, it's kind of sketchy it's kind of like uh, i'm my driving skill is uh still not there but i think i can nail it flat out if the car handles well and gives me the confidence and i get the confidence out of it so yeah that's gonna be kind of where excuse me um where um i'm hoping to get to so last time i believe if i'm not mistaken my best lap time was a 216 so quite a bit off pace from the front runners from honda challenge so that's something that i will be working towards and uh, addressing and hopefully i can find more speed and on the um topic of the other honda challenge drivers so given the kind of issues that happened at uh big willow where or not big willow but auto club um there was some contact between i think carlos and uh greg Carr. so i think greg Carr's car is still like um needing some repairs and you know like I don't know how uh, mechanically inclined he is or how much of a wrench he is, but it, it, you know, little things can really get away from you if you're not that uh, mechanically inclined. So I, I know he's saying he, he's not going to make it for this event. Also, Marcel, our group leader, is also out. Carlos is currently. Um, moving so he's not going to be able to be to go out and compete so him uh steve which is the guy that he shares the h4 car with they will not be um competing as well so as i'm rattling off all these people who aren't competing pretty much it boils down to the possibility that your boy might get a participation the trophy <laughs> Uh, there's only three cars registered as of today, which is Monday the 11th of, uh, April. The event is, uh, this weekend. Um, so, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be very helpful. <laughs> uh, if I can keep this car running, um, I think I have a shot at a podium position simply because uh, there's only three of us. <clears throat> now, anything more than that, it means that somebody up ahead uh, had some major difficulties and major issues for me to catch them. Because, um, you know, shout out to freaking Carlos Valencia, who's uh, driving an Integra, just recently had to get the cage completely redone like, full cage redone and did it in the time of like i think it was like a span of like a month and a half or something to get a full cage redone cut and rewelded in which is nuts 
in terms of a timeline. And he had to do that because the car failed tech. The cage, I guess the original builder, did some uh, kind of like mm, some no-no things. And yeah, like I think they extended part of the cage or moved something, cut and rewelded and uh, some janky stuff. So that car didn't pass tech and, you know, when he came out to Big Willow, he, he put on a show. Excuse me. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Um, he put on a show passing Greg Carr, who was... You know, like, he's not slow. His car is really well set up, has good power. But that pass on uh, turn one, that was pretty event, like, pretty freaking eventful. It it was like a textbook clean clean pass going into turn one where he just, like, took the inside away from uh, Greg and just uh, walked away from him. And Greg was not able to catch him after the pass. And... You know, shout out to that man. He was uh, almost 10 seconds off when I did my first race. And he's also a rookie. And then to be up in the podium, I mean, dude, like, my fucking great job. Great job to him. Like, he's really been putting effort at, at that. And um, he just opened a restaurant, actually. Well, me being a dick, I, I, I need a... Give that guy a shout-out for um, his uh, restaurant over in San Diego. If you're in the San Diego area and you want to get a good uh, bit of ceviche, you can go out to Carlos Valencia's uh, restaurant, which is uh, ceviche and beers. And beers. There we go. It's um, in Mission Beach, Uh 3231 Mission Boulevard. So, yeah. Look for that man. Um, you know, he's super nice guy, super cool uh competitor, really just like it's one of those guys that is just super humble and it's like really really happy to be out there and racing with everybody. No one has a bad thing to say about uh Valencia and dude Super cool guy. I wish him all the best. And if you're out there and you want to get some cool ceviche, dude, man, that guy's got it. And I think he just got some IPAs uh, on draft. So if you're into that, definitely reach out and uh, hit up that spot. San Diego's got a lot of good food, and he's now one of them. So, yeah, shout out to that man. So it's going to be him. Me and oh no 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 uh Bill Paul and I don't know what car Bill Paul uh drives it's um it says Civic but I I kind of want to say everyone else was driving um Integras so I don't I don't know what what car this guy has so I don't know we'll see but I I think it's a B eighteen swapped car uh Bill Paul. I think it says it's a Civic uh, number 520 or 570, I think. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to go out there and, you know, 
work and push as hard as I can and uh, just get better. So we'll see what we can do. Um, obviously, the car is a little bit lighter now uh, than it was when I first went out there because I don't have the heater, AC, and all of that. Uh, even though it really wasn't that much lighter. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, excited to go out there and get my participation award, if at all possible. Oh, boy. Um, so that's that. I also need to come clean with, you know, like I, I've talked about a lot of the stuff that goes right and things that have gone right. And one of the things that didn't go right, and I just want to be transparent when stuff does go wrong because I, I feel like not in a lot of people talk about you know the the fails as much as uh, the wins so one of the fails that I had was I was rebuilding a distributor and I went on eBay and got a replacement internal harness because the harness on the distributor has like the old one I mean Dude, it's, it's the factory one. Like, this thing is old. Like, the wires, the insulation is so brittle now that they just crack. So, I didn't want to have any issues of it, like, the the freaking thing arcing and then having inconsistent distributor problems. So, nah. Like, I ordered an eBay harness, and when I put it back together, like, you know, me being an idiot... I put too much um, orange Loctite on the screw that goes onto the rotor and kind of just screwed myself. And then while trying to hammer the thing out, I ended up breaking one of my really nice Acceler accelerator or XL igniters. And that was all me out of frustration of not being able to get the screw out that was like 50% out, but uh, I probably put too much orange Loctite in there and just like it was stuck and I couldn't get it out. And I stripped the freaking head. And I think anybody who works on cars knows the frustration when you just try and beat something out and it doesn't work. So that's what I get for being frustrated. Now that I had time to look at the situation um, with a clearer mind, I should have disconnected the C-clip, uh, pulled the, the little ring and all the stuff that goes onto the back, and I think I could have been able to slide the um, thing out that way. But... Anyways, that was a fail. Um, luckily, though, I reached out to my buddy Eli, who I left my spare distributor that came on that $100 engine that if you guys have been listening, I bought a $100 D16C6 with a blown head, or rather a spun rod bearing, and it came with a distributor, it came with a starter, it came with a freaking transmission, it came with all this stuff. And, um, yeah, so that distributor is still all OEM and I got that one and I was, I took it with me when I went to, um, 
or rather I left it in the car so that I could have a spare distributor when I drove back from uh from Washington on that road trip and go back and listen to that. Your boy drove a caged car all the way back from Washington State to Los Angeles. 17 hours nonstop in the EG and the EG did it. Um, I'm an idiot for doing that, but yeah. <sighs> that, that, was, that was really <laughs> intense. But yeah, Eli, shout out to the man. He uh, shipped it back to me, so I'm super excited to have that back. And he also sent me the GSR fuel pressure regulator that I had gotten. It's an OEM one that I was able to get from Rock Auto. So with that, I was able to get the 60 PSI of pressure that I needed to get the um, air-fuel ratio going well for the EG. So I have a spare. I have a spare. And I have a spare distributor, and now I have a spare um, fuel pressure regulator. So those two things should be helpful. I doubt that they'll fail because they're, like, brand new. But, yeah. So at the Willow event, I noticed that there was oil seeping through. So this new distributor that I have on here that I got from the junkyard, that one's the one that's currently on the car, and that's the one that I'm going to leave on for right now. Um, after... Um, Actually, I'll probably mess with uh, rebuilding the other one, replacing the seal. The seal part, I feel like I got good, but I just don't want to replace the wiring because the wiring part, uh, I shouldn't have like messed with it because it was working. And I'll probably like try and salvage it if I can. If I can't, we'll see. I don't know. Like those wires are super brittle. I might just try and put some black duct. Uh, electrical tape or put some glue or something to keep it from like you know not being super brittle and messed up so yeah enough about that so those are the spares those are the things that we're doing i got the comms set up we've tested them a little bit um just like in the in the condo like being able to communicate so excited about that Excited about having proper, you know, alignment and suspension settings that I'm going to, you know, hopefully not spin out the first time I go out. And um, I am slowly but surely getting parts for the eventual case swap. So shout out to listener Curtis. Oh, dude, you know what? Let me just verify this, his name. Because this guy is, like, um, you know, super nice. He's always listening. Yeah, it's Curtis. Shout out, Curtis Spencer. Um, he has uh, a K-swapped EG, I think. Or a K-swapped e, um, Civic. And he has a K-swap harness that we're going to be trading for the old... Um, the old uh, Yonaka exhaust that I have so thank you to him uh, for that trade I really appreciate it man hopefully it goes through and nobody offers you money for it uh, I really need it 
So yeah, I have that. Um, part of H two is also um, well, most of you already know. I'll be going with the K twenty A three because I mean, that was the point of going H two. If I mean, ideally, I would like to get a B sixteen and just have two of them and with two transmissions just in case. But realistically, that's not going to happen. There's just there's the money for those are just way too wild. So going K twenty eight three and um with that I'm gonna need a bunch of stuff and the K harness is gonna be one of the things that I need. So thankfully I'm getting that from Curtis. And another thing that I'll be needing is since we'll be um having a little bit more power a little bit. <laughs> well, be having a decent amount of power more. Um, brakes are going to be an issue. And with looking at all the stuff that's available, um, you know your boy is cost effective as fuck. <laughs> so I was able to find uh, somebody who I follow on Instagram. And again, so much of this podcast is really uh, Instagram-supported, so thank you to Instagram uh, for all of your support doing this. And, you know, like, <laughs> it really helps me reach out to people that I shouldn't even have on this podcast, like Ryan Eversley and everyone else. So, um... I was able to get from this guy, EF's Chris. I traded one of my TE37s. And I know, I know, relax, relax, guys. I traded him four of my wheels that I bought because uh, I'm going to need this for the home development brackets, Porsche calipers, rotors. And it came with a Civic SI or CRX SI knuckles and hub. So the knuckles and hub, I'm going to give to Carlos because they're always in need of uh, CRX stuff. So I'm going to give that to him. And I'm going to keep um, the BBK because it fits for 15s. And from what I've seen, you know, man, it, it just looks like a stout kit. And since it's made for a Porsche that's way heavier than what I'm going to be running at 2380, um, it's going to be very reliable. And the big thing, again, cost effectiveness, is FCP Euro. <laughs> Lifetime warranty on everything. Rotors, pads. Um, I'm going to order the rebuild kit from them and just like put fresh seals, fresh... Uh, uh, bleeders on there and just have it like fresh as fresh can be and just have that set up so that once we go K that's one less thing that I have to worry about and those calipers have been going up at stupid prices so shout out to EF Chris thank you for the trade guys super cool love that guy's fit and I look forward to seeing him at track events I definitely need to get out to more events and meet more people that are not just NASA people. But yeah. So. Long Beach Grand Prix. Dude. It, it is so wild to me. 
to go to a racing event and see a crowd. Like, that is so sad, but it's so true. And just like, <clears throat> you know, for as much of, like, complaints that we hear from people of, like, oh, you know, it's hard to pe get people out there and whatnot. And, yes, it's Long Beach. It's a beautiful spot. Everything is really nice there. But, dude, to see grandstands just, like, full and watching these race cars go back and forth, it was so awesome. And it was just, like, you know, I've, I've never been... Yeah, I've actually never been to a professional race, even an IMSA-level race where it's televised and, you know, and just to see that, it was so reassuring and, like, it, it made me feel really nice to see people out there getting excited, seeing somebody spin and recollect it and go out there and you know i'll be honest if i asked like five or six people who was in front or who wasn't in front not a lot of them would know because i i had a little bit of trouble um i think it's like 80 something laps that they were doing and when people grid you know it's harder to figure out but then they had the big screens there going out there so yeah like it showed their overall standings and whatnot and kind of like the strategies for when they pit, when they don't. And, you know, it was it was so nice to see that. I was just really excited to see people enjoying a pastime that I'm really passionate about. And hopefully, hopefully, um, I can bring more people to be excited about that. And, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I just really enjoy this sport and really enjoy this hobby. And I hope to bring as many people who think that they can't make it or can't do it uh, to come out and join. So, yeah. And with that, I need to announce a nice little thing. So I've said so many times. Support the people that support you. And every single time that 91 Octane posts stuff, they always tag me in there. They don't have to. But I get it. It's promotion. It, it really is. And, you know, shout out to them for Randy and John from 91 Octane. And with that, I've actually started a little bit of a partnership with their Carrera Coffee. <laughs> and, you know, like, look, I'm not a big coffee drinker. I really am not. Um, like, I drink coffee and it immediately, like, goes through me. I have to go to the bathroom right away. Sorry, it's gross. But it's true. I'm not a big coffee drinker. It messes my stomach up. And, um, you know, John has a family in Guatemala that... Um, you know, has connections to this really small uh, grove or whatnot, and they sell coffee. And, you know, I, I completely stand by the fact that you have to support the people who support you. And that's why, 
you guys can have uh, 10% off, I believe, uh, for whatever order you have. I've tried the Geisha one, and honestly, I did not have to poop right after. John tells me it's uh, it's because it's not very acidic, and the acidity of uh, coffee causes you to poop. I don't know. Point is that I thought it was good coffee, and I didn't have to poop, so... That's about as <laughs> great of an endorsement as I think I could uh, give and as honest as one. Uh, I know that I've given it to my parents. My my mom and dad really like it. But then again, you know, my dad's lost a lot of his, um, uh, his, his sense of taste ever since he got COVID. So he's still struggling with some of the lingering side effects of that so yeah um but you guys if you want a discount for this coffee use the code race ff pod capitalize all one word and go to carrera.coffee and if you're a follower of me on instagram you can just link um uh Cafe Carrera by 91. Um, that's their Instagram handle, but the website is Carrera.coffee um, or Cafe, sorry. So I'll spell it out. It's Carrera, C A R R E R A dot Cafe, C A F E forward slash. So that's the link connection. Go ahead and do that. Um, You'll get 10% off from your order. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's like a limit in terms of like how much you can order to keep getting that 10% off. You just get that 10% off for being a listener. And, you know, um, shout out to those guys. So I hope they make lots of money with that coffee so they could come out to more track events. And hopefully you guys, you know, uh, like the coffee there i know there's a lot of coffee drinkers out there and dude like this stuff is like really really good for what it is i mean uh i'm not giant in it but you know didn't make me poop and with that guys um thank you for listening and i'll see you next monday hopefully with some race updates take care and bye Thank you.